When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast, where I'm going to try and discuss Everton nil, Aston Villa nil, and try and keep a smile on my face. And not so much really because of the the game itself, but um, just because of the the game of football. I think not not this particular game, but the overall game of football at the moment is inc- it's getting more and more difficult to like, um, or to stay in, to stay liking when you see. Just like when you see situations like like at times today. But anyway, we'll get past that. I'm sure we always do. It's always in the heat of the moment. And uh, there will be one or two points of discussion that I probably will get too into the weeds on. And this one, want to get it out of my system because I'm going to be going to, going um, on with uh, Dan Ronaldson on uh, Clarendon Blue more or less directly after this uh, as well. So um, I want to get a lot of the stuff off my chest there so that I can at least keep it somewhere professional for uh, so that Reach don't fire Dan um, uh, afterwards when I get on because uh, I'm annoyed about this game today. I'm not annoyed. Like, I can take Aston Villa's performance. I think we created better chances. Um, I think we created more better chances, should I say. I think we were in hard luck. I think this one should have been probably 2-1 to Aston Villa. Um, I know people will talk about that goal. It was this low for Decore, but he was offside. Uh, th- we can talk about the Moreno goal and the length of time it took VAR in that instance. I'm all up for that um, at another date. But my initial kind of thoughts on this one is that, uh, um, you know, Villa got sucked into a game they didn't want to play at times. And uh, the elephant in the room here is that David Coot isn't isn't a good referee. He he never has been in my view, and um, it's like it's it, 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 he's a symptom of 
some of the issues that are there. Um, reliance and VAR, I'm not talking about the goals or anything like that, but he he's he's somebody who just walks around the field and looks like uh, Officer Plaid. Uh, when he does, um, loses control of games, um, dishes out petulant yellow cards, creates animosity then amongst the amongst the, the player group, who should be more professional, I 100% agree. But uh, for me, you know, I usually leave this stuff to Paddy because Paddy is a lot more... Um, he gives a shit more about it. But I think, look, when you see these situations that David Coop puts himself in almost on a bi-weekly basis, he doesn't do it every week, but like every second week, some fan base is going to be spitting fire about David Coop because he's just not very good. And, um, you know, there's no repercussions. There's no there's no accountability for a referee that, um, that, that is like David Coop. And Everton fans will probably be saying the same thing. I'm not saying that David Coop didn't win us the game. I'm... D deliberately not looking at comments at the moment because I can I can almost feel all the comments saying the referee didn't lose us this game, um, and I can I, I can attest to that. But it's just it's 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 just an annoyance I think when you see something like that. Somebody who goes out to phone in his performance in the first half and then realizes in the second half, oh, I need to be reactive here to something I've done. Um, but anyway, uh, I want needed to get that off my chest because as I say, it's uh. It's it's the business. It's getting into the business side of the league, and when you have somebody like that who just um, whose job is to control the game, whose job is to make sure that the game stays. Uh... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, stays relatively kosher and then loses control of so many games not just this one he loses control of quite a few games it was referenced about brentford uh, online previously um i've had i've had a liverpool fan an arsenal fan chelsea fan and uh they've all reached out to me today and they've all said that they've is, is was poor today you know and they were able to reference games where they was poor for their club too where similar situations happened where he's just not able to control the tempo of a game because he hides and he lets things he, he's so reactive in the second half of games but anyway we will uh, move past David Coote there because this is an Aston Villa podcast and I let Paddy's uh, Paddy's thoughts be known on that um, but I couldn't stay stay quiet about him Um I felt he ruined uh, or, or he contributed to this game becoming stodgy in the second half, and uh, it suited Everton to be to be able to play like that and to do that. Now Aston Villa need to be better and not put themselves in situations to get yellow cards, such as um, you know Yuri Tielemans gets the yellow card solely because uh, because of the the Tarkovsky tough tackle that that happened like a minute or two previous. We need to be cuter in those situations and not put ourselves in those positions because uh, you know it's it's. 
we, we do get dragged into those games too. And it's difficult. Like anybody who's ever played football or played sport or played, played any sport, when a game gets down and dirty like that, not dirty in the, in, the, in the sense of there was dirty tackles or anything, but when a game gets into the trenches like that and becomes a slog and becomes very kind of attritional from the point of view of everything is challenged, everything is questioned, everything becomes fire and brimstone. It's very difficult to stay above that. It really is. And I completely understand that. And, you know, um, heat of the moment, adrenaline, all that kind of stuff does happen. But, you know, that's what the referee comes in and the referee needs to control situations like that, not let them bubble under and let undercurrents develop. Um, but also the players need to be a small a bit more, um, uh, need to be a small a bit more savvy with regards to that too. And it's not just even in this game. You see last night, uh, Newcastle United versus uh, Man City, like Rodri could have been sent off four times for for some of the some of the stuff that that happened in that game, you know, for petulance, for um, uh, you know, uh, remonstrating with the referee and 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 things like that. But Aston Villa aren't at that level where by stuff like that will be let slide, and it's only a matter of time before you know reactions and stuff like that when teams are trying to draw you out become red cards for our players as well. And um, like arguably, you could say in this game, James Tarkovsky probably could have been sent off in this game, but I. You know, for me, he's a tough, hard player. That's exactly what you expect from him. And I don't think he, he spe specifically deserved to be sent off or anything like that. But, you know, it was a lot of his situations that contributed to um, David Coote not being able to take take uh, control of the game because he is, uh, a, he is a dominant type of person, um, James Tarkovsky. He's a no-nonsense type of person. And you have somebody in the middle with the whistle who was a shrinking violet that wasn't able to control situations like that. And then, you know, dominance will then uh, try to try to make its way from other parts of the field as well and so on. But look, as I say, we talk about that. Wasn't the only factor in that was the viewing. For me, it wasn't to do with the result. Had nothing got to do with the result, I don't think. I'm sure people will agree and will disagree on that one. But uh, talking about the game itself, I thought Villa were... I thought... You know, in a lot of ways, I was happy with the performance um, in the team sheet tantrum. If you were here, you could you, you could probably hear my um, my my frustration at the lack of options from the bench, and I think that that was apparent when um, you know when we needed something. Yes, Tielemans came on; he was in a more withdrawn role. Thought he was very good when he came on. John Duran puts one just wide, but John Duran is just he's not there yet from the point of view of. Uh, you've no idea what he's going to do. And it was referenced by a couple of passes the players tried to make into him. And he started to remonstrate back at them, saying that they were the wrong passes. But, um, you know, I, I think it's very difficult for players because, they, you know, he's such a maverick. But um, I thought I saw I saw some nice things from him today. Um, control was off, but that that flick, uh, his... his um, his uh, ability to be able to, to to front up the challenges in the box and win things in the air, I think, was good. And it kept, um, to be honest with you, it probably contributed to, to to some of the boiling over of the of uh, of emotions in the game as well. But at least it was uh, it, he was a presence for us from that point of view. I thought Ali Watkins was superb in the first half, the way he worked the channels. Um, in the second half, the game was so stop, start, stop, start, and stodgy that we didn't get an opportunity to do that. I still think that we created um, some really really good chances though um crying out for 
uh, more creativity up top. We really, really are. And uh, we're the 14th day in January. And I just really hope that something can be done there. We can find a, uh, a, an opportunity to, to maybe make an addition there or that, some, or that we make a tweak to the formation or that we, you know, we find something with regards to that. Um, at the back, I thought we were good. Thought we thought we were fine. I don't have any kind of qualms, queries. Diego Carlos played really well. He was on a yellow card. Um, I think that's why he he came off. Thought Longley was fine as well. No no qualms or queries or comments there. Uh, Emmy Martinez needs to take multiple bows after that. After those two saves that he made, the one that was um, reminiscent of the World Cup final where he got his foot to it was just a really really good save. And then James Garner's shot. Uh, he was kind of wrong-footed and he had to get down to it. That was a super save as well. And they were they were Everton's two best chances for me. And both of them, like one doesn't happen without the other, obviously. So, you know, you might count it as one chance if you're that way inclined. But I think Amy Martinez was really, really good there. Um, midfield, I thought we were more than capable there. We owned the ball at times, you know, and were able to pass it through midfield. We went wide to Moreno an awful lot. We wanted to get Seamus Coleman. Um, kind of one-on-one -on -one situations there, and I think Moreno did a good job uh, down that left wing. Um, actually, once again, talking about people who reached out to me, non two non-Villa fans uh, sent me messages as well, saying that they really liked the look of Moreno and uh, that he was good. I thought he was thought he was really good today. The biggest issue for us at the moment is that you know it's different types of players is what we. What I don't mean different types of players to start, but to be able to change up games. Um, and it's the same, um, you know, when we were when we discuss games against Forest or when we discuss games against Sheffield United, um, not because of low blocks or anything like that. It's just to to give defenders something else to think about. Um, I think we're probably one body short there uh, from that point of view. Whether it's a case of bringing somebody back that's out on loan, you know, we've heard rumours. Coutinho is, is I, I think an awful lot depends on whether Coutinho comes back and goes out in a permanent transfer if the Inter-Miami pieces is, uh, is what it is. I think from a financial fair play point of view, that's going, that would make massive sense with the, from the amortization of contracts and so on and so forth there that, uh, that you could do with creative accounting for somebody like Coutinho also that the amount of money he gives you back from your wage, in your wage bill point of view. Yes, his wages are, seemingly being paid in in qatar at the moment um but i suppose getting them off the wage bill into the future years as well would be very very um uh i suppose would, be, would make make things a bit more comfortable from a financial fair player point of view or maybe he maybe we bring him back and maybe we just fucking play him if we can't find a deal for him to go out um go out full-time maybe we, we just ha like having a philippe coutinho on the bench there to round out things from an attacking point of view it, it doesn't hurt us today you know, if we've got a fit for Philippe Coutinho, it doesn't hurt us. Yes, he might come on and mightn't do much. Um, or he might might get injured in two weeks' time and be out for ten weeks as well, which I think that's that's the reason why they wouldn't bring him back. But you know, to be able to unlock games like this, Tielemans did a great job of coming on and sliding those passes through. Um maybe it's time for him to start games. And I know he's coming back from from injury, and maybe maybe it's time for him to start games again, like he was prior to injury. Uh, maybe that's the answer, but but from a creativity point of view, there are still questions to be answered. And uh, but I think the overall performance for Villa today was was resolute in a lot of ways. I I'm I'm not like I'm not spitting fire about the performance. Like I, the performance wasn't abysmal. It wasn't terrible. 
players went out and they did their jobs individually. We found it difficult to break down everything because Everton players did their jobs individually because Sean Dyche is just a really good manager at setting up teams. And uh, this is exactly what you expect from a Sean Dyche team. People say that in a negative connotation. I say it in a positive connotation. And Villa need, needed a bit more from our point of view to be able to. We need to be clinical in, in, better, in, in, in different situations there. Um, in, in this game today, like we think of that screwball scramble that happened towards the end, where McGinn takes a shot and the ball gets Matty Cash. The ball comes across to Matty Cash, and he has a shot at point blank range, and it hits off Pickford. You know, instances like that, we we fashioned some really good chances, and they're Aston Villa type of chances that we've had this season. The execution of them was what was was okay, as I say, but Everton executed their defending really well as well. You know, so you have to give credit in that instance there. Just because just Villa doesn't win doesn't mean it's a shit performance. And people will disagree with me on that. And 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 that's fine, as I say. Um, but we ultimately didn't get the points there. But we didn't get the points there because we were, we played poorly. We got the points today because, yes, we didn't play well enough. But we didn't play poorly, if that makes sense. Because Everton played well as well. Um, and then the referee didn't contribute, as I said at the start. The referee didn't help matters an awful lot. Um, in this game, but yeah, it's look. This one's going to be a bitter one to swallow. File this one away with uh, with, with the Wolves draw. File this one away with the with the Sheffield United draw. And uh, you know, it's it's a tough one to take from the point of view that we can see teams behind us gathering momentum, and gathering pace. And Spurs are playing Manchester United now. You know, Spurs are four, four points behind us. Um, Spurs are playing Manchester United and you know we should be watching that game because we're in the mix uh, and, and because of we're happy with, with, with where we are in the mix and what we're doing we should be happy with where we're in the mix and what we're doing but we're kind of on the back of this game we're watching that the United and Spurs game kind of going geez a draw here would be great like I was watching Newcastle and Man City last night going geez a draw here would be great and that for me kind of takes the fun out of watching other football games, um, but and as I say, today was one whereby we could have won one nil, we could have lost one nil, but I think we were the better team, and I think if we had won one nil, I don't think we would have any qualms um, today. Uh, so that's just my two pence worth on this, and um, it's been a bit rambly, it's been a bit in- incoherent in parts, and as I say, that's most of these post match podcasts are and. Uh, this was a gather the thoughts and a lot of my reaction tomorrow will probably be predicated on what the result of Man United and, and, and Spurs is because we're kind of looking over our shoulder in the last couple of weeks and, uh, you know, teams need to learn how to be good front runners and we're certainly not there yet and that's to be under, that's to be expected and understood because this team hasn't been a front runner in anything, not even in the championship where we were a front runner. Like think of it that way. You go back even as far as our promotion year in the championship. We've not. We were not a front runner. We were the underdog coming back to get into that play, position. The last play, place was where we were targeting in the in the playoffs, and then to win the playoffs. So even when we were in the playoff final, we were still probably an underdog in that game. You know. So this team has never been a front runner in the last what five years. See, it's probably we haven't been a front runner since forever, you know. But but you know what I mean that the teams behind us are coming up. And they're used to being in second. They're used to being in third. They're used to being in fourth. And, and, and at the moment, we need to weather the storm where we are at the moment to to keep our place. And like 
we've still gotten a point out of today. So it's not absolute doom and gloom. It's just it will take time for us to learn how to be a front runner and protect these second places, uh, second place uh, positions, third place positions or whatever it is. And I feel like we are in protection mode at the minute or we should be in protection mode at the minute. But today, today I feel should have been a win. Sheffield United, I feel, should have been a win. And, and you know, they're the kind of games that when, when, when you get wins in, in those ones, it's it like, you know, we it starts to change the mindset and you're not kind of protecting the position because you're not looking over your shoulder uh, as much as, as, as uh, we probably are today. And the reason I reference uh, Spurs is because Spurs are in fifth place. You know, that's how close fifth place is. So when I think about, when I talk about being a protectionist mode and we're are, are looking over our shoulder, you know, fifth and sixth are coming up on the rail. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're in second and we need to protect that position. I think we will and I think we can do it. And I think that there's, uh, you know, there's opportunities to do it. And we will be competitive against the teams around us as well. We have to remember that. We will be competitive when it comes time to play the teams around us. Because we have been under Unai Emery. And I know form form doesn't dictate what that's... Past form doesn't dictate what our, our future form is going to be in those games. And I suppose realistically, if you want to look at it, you go, oh, past form, sure. We've got Newcastle coming up on the 30, on the 20-whatever of um, of January. And they beat us 5-1 in the opening day. Does anyone really think that they're going to beat us 5-1 again? Like I think we can, get, we, can get, we can get something out of that game. We've got something out of Man City. We've got something out of Arsenal. Um, you know... It's 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 about those games now coming up again, whereas we kind of built a small bit of a buffer against the the fifth and sixth uh, positions. We've squandered not squandered, but we've let them back into it from certain draws in games whereby we would have been expected to win, and and that's to be expected. And, and in a way, that's like that's because this team isn't complete. This team isn't complete. It never was. We're we're way out punching our 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 weight at the moment. And that's cool, and we can continue to do it, and there's absolutely no reason why we can't. We've shown it over a longer period of time under Unai Emery. Um, but we're not a complete team. And anybody who thinks we are and anybody who expects us to, to, to be that way, I think the onus of proof as to why or why we should be is on those people who, who are disappointed and expect us to be that way. Sorry, not disappointed. You can be as disappointed as you want. I, I'll never tell a fan not to be disappointed. But I will tell. I, I think it's okay to have discussions about why somebody should have expected something if you know when you look at rationality and re, re, and, and 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 try and you know try and manu- shift the, the wheat from the chaff you know i suppose realistically and you boil it all down and all those those phrases you can think of the team isn't it's not a finished article it certainly isn't but uh we're in a great position and we can protect it we can protect it it just would have been easier to do it with an extra two points today I know I didn't get any, many comments, any comments actually for, for, for that matter, guys, but I do apologize. I need to finish this one up a small little bit earlier. Um, I'm going to wait for Paddy to come back from, from Liverpool, and I'd like to get his thoughts on it. Being in the game, thoughts around the VAR check, why it took so long. It was offside, but there's just just so much in those checks. I, I, I'll talk more about it with Dan Ronson on, um, on Carrot and Blue, which is coming up, I think, at 
uh, half past four, if I'm not mistaken. You guys probably know better than I do when that's coming up. But um, yeah, it is. It's going to be quarter to. Uh, he's after messaging me there. Uh, it's going to be quarter to, so it'll be about fifteen minutes time. Um, but yeah, listen, look, everybody. I suppose it's it's not the ideal result, as we all can attest to that. But uh, I don't like having to watch this game, or I don't like having to have an interest in Manchester United and Spurs from the point of view of hoping that they draw so that neither team gets three points specifically after this game. I think if we won today, I wouldn't really have cared what happened in this game. Um, obviously, it would have been great if we gotten a draw, but now I'm hoping for a draw. Now I'm thinking, okay, we need a draw to create buffer zones. And that's kind of something of our own doing in a way by not being creative enough or not having enough creativity there. Um, and it's something that the club, and it's, uh, it's something that I would like the club to address from the point of view of potentially bringing somebody in. Um, or I would like uh, I would like some players to step up that are here already, and that's the ideal situation. Um, the manager is doing tons. The manager is doing as much as he possibly can. I have no doubt about that. I have no reason to question the manager, nor should anybody in, in here. And once again, if you do, the onus of proof is on you. From that point of view, um, I'm not saying that you're wrong, though, but the onus of proof is on you. Um, but I do think some players, you know, once again, need to step up and... Um, you know, when we're going through a, a situation like this where we're getting more draws than we're getting wins, and um, while we should be still positive about getting draws, we should be, you know, um, aggrieved that we're not getting those wins either. You know, uh, at the player group I'm talking about here. But anyway, that's just a thought. That's just my initial thoughts directly after this. I do apologize for shorter uh, podcast again. I'm going to leave you guys. I will be back with the Carrot and Blue podcast at roughly about quarter to five but in the meantime, everybody, uh, thanks a million for listening and for, for watching. Stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa. And I've forgotten to, yeah, load this up, but here we'll do it again. Stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.